0: News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomas. Inexcusable and avoidable, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp says that is the tragedy of the brutal murder of 22-year-old nursing student Lakin Riley, killed allegedly by an illegal alien from
1: Venezuela. Lakin's death is a direct result of failed policies on the federal level and an unwillingness by this White House to secure the southern border.
0: As remarks aired by WSB-TV, blunt force trauma listed by the coroner as the cause of the young woman's death. The suspect, 26-year-old man who authorities say entered the U.S. illegally at El Paso in 2022 and was subsequently released into the country. And the wide-open southern border will be getting some attention this week from the presidential candidates. Former President Trump visits Eagle Pass, Texas on Thursday. President Biden travels to Brownsville, Texas the same day. After the French president left the door open to the possible deployment of Western troops to Ukraine, the NATO chief is chiming
1: in. The NATO secretary general said...
0: There are no plans for uh, NATO uh, combat troops uh, uh, on the ground uh, in Ukraine. His comments come as Slovakia's prime minister recently said that some countries are thinking of making bilateral
1: deals to send troops to Ukraine. France's president, Emmanuel Macron has said sending troops to Ukraine should not be ruled out in the future. NATO, as an alliance, provides Ukraine only non-lethal aid and support. However, some members send weapons and ammunition bilaterally or in groups. I'm Karen Chamas.
0: President Biden says Israel would be willing to halt its war on Hamas and Gaza during Ramadan if a deal is reached to release some of the hostages still being held by the terrorists. On Wall Street, the Dow futures are down 16 points. NASDAQ futures 49 points higher. More on these stories at townhall.com.
2: Are you tired of the ups and downs of the stock market? Are you sick of logging into your brokerage account only to find out that you've lost hundreds or thousands of dollars in a single day? At MarketBeat, we know that constantly moving in and out of stocks, hoping to get lucky, is a loser's game. Buying hot stocks after they've already shot up in value is a recipe for disaster. It's time to stop playing the loser's game and invest in stocks that have shown they can stand the test of time. MarketBeat has prepared a free report titled, 7 Stocks to Buy and Hold Forever, and we would like to text it to you for free. Free. Text the word PROFIT to 68285. The companies in this report might appear to be nothing special at first glance, but these companies print billions of dollars of cash each year in profit. If you would like to receive our free report of seven stocks to buy and hold forever, simply text PROFIT to 68285 and we'll text you this report instantly. Text PROFIT to 68285 and we'll send you this free report right now. Text the word PROFIT to 68285. Standard message and data rates may apply. Please consult with your investment...
3: This KMZQ News Flash powered by palm mortuaries and cemeteries. Stay active, be healthy, they'd rather wait. Sheriff Kevin McMahill's first year at the head of Metro saw a drop in violent crime and robberies, but an increase in auto theft. Delivering his 2024 State of the Department speech, the sheriff says murders were down 12% in 2023 with a 92% solve rate. McMahill said violent crimes were down nearly 10% overall. Sexual assaults down almost 20% robberies dropped more than 19 percent he said reducing auto theft this year is one of his top priorities since they were up more than 36 percent in 2023 calling those numbers a failure traffic fatalities were also up with 158 people dying in traffic related events up slightly from the 152 deaths that happened in 2022 a lawsuit to stop a ballot initiative to require voter id here in the silver state has been rejected a carson city judge ruling that petition from the repair the vote pack is constitutional and dismissed complaints that it contained unfunded mandates the initiative measure would amend the nevada constitution by requiring voters to present a photo id at a polling place and adding an extra id protection to those mail-in ballots the group now has until june 26th to come up with more than 110,000 000 ballot signatures in order to place that measure on the november ballot Hope springs eternal for baseball fans during spring training, except, of course, well, if you're maybe an A's fan. Oakland finished last season with the worst record in Major League Baseball. 50 wins, 112 losses, and local sports books aren't expecting much more for the team this upcoming season. The team that will soon call Las Vegas on the Westgate Superbook, posting the A's win total for the upcoming season, the 162-game season, 56-and-a-half. Ouch. Take AM670 with you wherever you go. Check out our website at 670kmsq.com. Click on that Listen Live button.
4: As much as I'd love to be, I'm the furthest thing from being a car guy. I feel like every time I take my car to the shop, be it for a routine maintenance or repair, I feel like I'm at a disadvantage. That's until I went to Meineke. See, Minekey is doing car care right. Meineke is total car care. Engines, brakes, tires, even oil changes. Minekey car care is your locally owned one-stop shop for total car care. Visit Minekey.com for a location near you. That's Minekey.com to schedule your appointment today. Trust your key with Minekey. Meineke. Doing car care right. KMCQ on-time traffic
1: is powered by MyNicke Car Care Centers. Right now, you can get an oil change for only $39.95. Nike, doing car care right.
3: To keeping
5: our eyes on a couple of uh, slow spots through the valley on the east side, ninety-five southbound before Boulder Highway, reports of an accident there. Southbound ninety-five approaching Boulder Highway, brake lights are already on through the resort corridor. There is an accident being reported on the south end of it on fifteen southbound near Tropicana. Now that the high winds have blown through the valley, we're going to be left with a clear sunny day with afternoon temperatures in the upper sixties, fifty-two right now. I'm Mark Thomas with your on-time traffic and weather on AM six seventy KMZQ.
1: best way to get something done if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to anyway America is a nation that can be defined in a single word I was going to put him uh, foot, foot... Check it out! and 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 Joan Shanga Shinga, Can
6: I just say that of all the idiots in all the idiot villages, in all the idiot worlds, you
2: stand alone. Number one! Time is running out! Number two! Time is running out!
1: Number no, Time is running out! Number no, Ladies and gentlemen,
5: Kevin Wall.
1: Fun lovers and truth seekers, you have come to the right place. It is live and local for a Tuesday, uh, February twenty seventh. Great to have you with us. Um, we know that judge Arthur Endron handed down a judgment in a ninety-two page decision, ordering uh, former President Donald J. Trump to uh, pay upwards of four hundred million dollars in penalties. And and barring Trump from doing business in New York State, uh, yesterday we got word that uh, the Trump camp had uh, appealed. What is the next step? Well, let's check in with Alan Sanders, the uh, attorney and former Time Magazine senior partner. He is a professor emeritus of political science at uh, St. Peter's. Uh, University and he joins us now Alan first of all thanks for joining us and uh, being a part of the show today what is the next step this 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 appeal first of all where will the appeal be heard
6: Good morning, uh, Kevin. You're coming in a little faint at my end, but I think I can make you out. Um, Well, the next step is to appeal to what's known as the Appellate Division. Uh, That's the Intermediate Court of Appeals in New York. And uh, like any appeal, uh, the appeal will focus on whether Judge Engeron made any errors of law. Uh, That's the the way it works in any appeal, you, don't, you can't appeal the facts, uh, you appeal the law, unless, of course, the judge's evaluation of the facts was so extreme uh, that that in itself would be a violation of law. But basically, you can only appeal the law, uh, and uh, uh, you know uh, errors are made by judges on occasion, and, uh, of course, anyone who appeals can point that out, and that's what the uh, appeal will be all about.
1: What is it? And and this is really what what when when we said, let's get Alan Sanders on the line and and find out what he knows. What what is it that this judge doesn't understand about New York commercial real estate? It seems as if there's a, a major disconnect here.
6: Well, I think he's just applying the law. I mean, you know, any anyone who loses a case will make the argument that the judge misapplied the law, or that he applied it selectively. Uh, but that's what an appeal is all about. Uh, you get the initial judgment of uh, the court below, and then you get <coughs> excuse me, and then you get a chance to appeal. And that's what the appellate courts are all about across the country, whether you're talking about the state system or whether you're talking about the federal system. They'll look at whether the judge actually applied the law. Properly, uh, and then you know if that's true, uh, the judge below was the uh, was the judge of the facts. So if the law was applied correctly to the facts, and that's the end of it uh, as far as an appeal is, is concerned. Now you get two shots. Uh, you get the intermediate appellate court. You could still go one step further in New York to go to the state's highest court, which is the Court of Appeals. That's what the court, uh, the highest court in New York, is called. Uh, but right now he is appealing, and plans to appeal to the appellate division.
1: Is this something that will eventually end up in in, in the lap of the uh, uh, U.S. Supreme Court?
6: I don't think so. Uh, It's all based on state law, and when it's only based on state law, uh, the highest court of the state is the last stop. Um, There's no constitutional issue that's been brought up yet, um, and I don't think uh, anyone, any any, um, constitutional, federal constitutional question will be brought up. So as long as it's a matter of state law and only state law, that's where it stops, at the Highest court of the state
1: was the judgment excessive.
6: Well, that's what uh, Donald Trump claims, um, and uh, you know that is one of the things that the appellate division uh, will decide whether it was excessive given um, the uh, wrong that was uh, proven to Judge Engrand um, that was done by Donald Trump and his company and his associates. Um, We'll have to wait and see. I mean, that certainly is the claim. It's a huge amount of money. It's unprecedented. And, of course, it, uh, if, if it's upheld, it will pro, uh, put huge strains on Donald Trump's liquidity and could ultimately result in um, him selling uh, some of his properties off to uh, pay for the judgment. So he's, he's saying that this is huge and unprecedented and unwarranted, and uh, the appellate division, that will be a matter of law, uh, whether it decides that that's true or not.
1: Uh, 30 days is what uh, the Trump uh, Organization had to either appeal or to pay the fine. Uh, Where are we in that process now?
6: Well, it just started really starting last Friday, because on Friday, uh, the judgment of uh, Judge Engeron became binding final. So the 30-day period starts from that point. Um, and, uh, you know, he has to either come up with the cash to put it in an escrow account or to uh, put, uh, find somebody who will give him a bond and file the bond. In either event, again, it's a huge amount of cash, if he he can put it himself, and as far as a bond, that's a huge amount of loan, basically, that a bonds company would uh, put up for him. So either way, it's a difficult thing to do, and uh, we'll have to wait and see whether he can actually do it, Um, whether he does it and how he does it might also give us some insight as to what his actual financial situation really is, uh, because now he really has to put up the money in one way or another.
1: Um, How rich is
6: Donald Trump? Do we know? Do we really know? (laughs) I don't think we know. (laughs) Uh, You know, people have made all kinds of estimates. He has said uh, in the recent past that he has something like $400 million in cash, uh, who knows whether that was true then or whether it is true now. Uh, and that's one of the reasons people are watching exactly how he's going to put up the money, uh, as he uh, pursues his appeal. Uh, that really will give us some insight, uh, depending on what's revealed, uh, as to really how much, at least, how much cash he has, uh, we won't necessarily know how much his entire uh, company and his personal wealth is, or how much that is, but we'll at least have some insight as to how much available cash he apparently has.
1: Uh, again, joining us, Alan Sanders, the uh, attorney and former Time Magazine senior reporter, the professor emeritus of political science at St. Peter's University. Is this like uh, uh, getting a home mortgage? I mean, when, you, when you're talking about this kind of money and a judgment, uh, in converting property, Mar-a-Lago, for instance, Trump Tower, uh, and uh, actually actually turning it into cash, how how tough is that?
6: Well, I mean, that would be tough. I mean, uh, certainly, uh, you know if the state takes over uh, one of his properties, I mean they basically can uh, uh, seize it and and try to sell it and see for how much uh, it can earn on the open market. but when you 're talking about a bond um, you 're really talking about putting up collateral, a promise to repay uh, the bond company um, and of course, uh, when you repay the bond company not, not only do you have to repay it, but you have to uh, uh, put up a certain percentage so um, That's, uh, you know, that's what he faces. That is to say, if he loses um, the appeal and he has to put up the money, then, of course, he's got to repay the bond company and plus uh, any, 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 any percentage.
1: Does the appeal stop the 30-day clock?
6: Uh, No, apparently not. Um, That uh, is interest that runs from the time the judgment was entered, unless, of course, the appeals court decides to alter that. So when you make the appeal, you could ask the appeals court to say, well, please stop the interest, or the interest should only have run until such and such a time. Uh, But unless the appeal alters that in its uh, judgment, uh, the interest keeps piling up. I'm curious
1: what you thought of the trial itself. Uh, There were people that were critical of the judge, uh, that he seemed to have a, a chip on his shoulder when it came to Donald J. Trump. Trump didn't didn't uh, help his case any, obviously, because he was argumentative and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what did you think of the court trial?
6: Well, I thought the court trial was uh, basically kind of a show trial in the sense that um, uh, Trump tried to make it such. Uh, and I think uh, the judge gave him a lot of leeway because the bottom line was there was no jury in that case. So although by law, uh, Judge Engeron could have told him basically to keep quiet and not to pursue uh, the kind of show showmanship that he tried at the trial, the judge finally decided, well, there's no point here, there's no jury, I'm the one who's making the decisions, and I will parse out, uh, according to my judgment, what is really for show and what is really uh, for facts um, and the law. Uh, certainly, the... Um, Donald Trump tried to provoke the judge, and at certain points in the case, the judge kind of was provoked a little bit, but I think he was pulled back uh, both by, uh, I think, his, uh, his clerk next to him, but also pulled back on his own, realizing that what Donald Trump was trying to do was to have him make errors so that that would be grounds for appeal. So um, I think he came close to the line on uh, one or two occasions, but I think he basically uh, figured out that, no, I mean, let Donald Trump do what Donald Trump does. I'm going to do what I have to do, which is to sift through the facts and the law and to determine uh, what to do.
1: Are you surprised that there has been a a little bit of blowback from uh, uh, the media and, 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 and others that maybe this trial wasn't all that fair? I mean it, it,
6: well, there, there is always blowback about any trial, about any publicized trial. you know the media always has to come up with stories, so first, the story is what actually happened, uh, but then uh, you know the, the following, uh, what follows up is analysis, and the media is always looking for angles to try and keep the story going um, uh, i wouldn 't put too much uh, stock on analysis until we really get a decision from the appellate division. The appellate division will be the one that assumes, um, uh, you know, that, that doesn't assume, I'm, I'm sorry, that, that observes and judges what happened below and makes a determination as to whether what happened below conforms to the law. And so what the media says, you know, the media always picks high points in a trial, the, the most, um, uh, you know, fireworky kind of events that occur in a trial. They never cover the whole trial, because if truth be told, um, trials are pretty boring events. And if you look at the entire trial, that uh, Judge Angeron presided over, most of it was going over, you know, documents and accountants and taxes and so forth. Uh, pretty boring kind of stuff. So the media will, well, will always pick out what's the most interesting aspects of a case, particularly one that's based on, you know, financial documents, which isn't very exciting. And so I wouldn't put too much stock on, on the press because um, it really just picks and chooses. So the we... focus should really be on what the appellate court does.
1: In a final couple of minutes, uh, the the uh, point of law of, of the uh, uh, appeal, uh, what what will it be? What will it come down to? What, what what are what are the things we should be looking for in the in the appeal?
6: Well, I think one of the things that uh, Trump will argue is that, you know, it was selective. That is to say, people like him um, have not, uh, you know, been subjected to this kind of uh, uh, procedure and uh, such kind of penalty. I think he will also argue that, um, you know, the judge might have been unfair and biased, and I think, you know, that's a typical thing that that, that he appeals on. Um, and uh, the other uh, things, uh, you know, he'll he'll make all kinds of arguments, some of which are valid. That is to say, the law doesn't call for that. He's argued that it was a victimless crime uh, or not not crime because it wasn't a crime, but a a victimless violation of law. Um, I don't think that carries too much weight because there are many laws that are so-called uh, the target victimless uh, uh, activities, such as, you know, you can go through a red light, for instance, um, and nothing happens, uh, but nonetheless you'll be ticketed, even though no accident occurred, nobody was hurt. That's a victimless event, if you want, but nonetheless the law says you don't go through a red light. Uh, so he'll make that kind of argument, and I suspect that the judges will will deal with it accordingly.
1: When should we know what the appeals uh, process is is going to reveal? I mean, at at what point will we get a decision in?
6: Uh, Well, you know, the appellate division of New York, like all appellate courts, are masters of their own time. So the first thing that will happen is when will the appellate decision decide to set a hearing for the case. Uh, We don't know that yet because uh, the, the Trump people have just started their appellate process. So once we get a date from uh, the appellate division, we'll have a better sense of when the case at least will be considered. As to when it will be decided, that's anybody's guess, courts never announce that ahead of time. Uh, The only thing they announce is is when public hearings of one kind or another are scheduled.
1: And so, again, for those of us that don't follow the appellate uh, level uh, in uh, New York State, uh, what is the timetable for briefs, for oral arguments, or do we know that yet?
6: We don't know that, and that will be just uh, what the appellate division does. Now, one thing I should say about uh, appellate state appellate courts, including um, the appellate division of uh, New York, um, they'll set the case down for a hearing. Then, of course, they will uh, huddle and decide uh, what they want to decide in the case. But some appellate courts, including the appellate division, sometimes just say uh, affirmed or reversed. They don't necessarily give you an opinion about uh, what uh, they decided. And that's up to them, whether they want to affirm or reverse with an opinion that is made public, or whether they just want to affirm or reverse without stating anything other than it's, you know, reversed or affirmed.
1: And if Trump loses, what happens then?
6: Well, he could then appeal to the Court of Appeals, which is the highest court in New York State, the thing about that is, uh, the Court of Appeals is master of its own docket. That is to say, uh, he can appeal to the Court of Appeals, but the court does not have to accept, um, his appeal. And they can just say, you know, uh, just like the United States Supreme Court, they can just say, uh, cert denied. I don't think they use that, uh, that language, but they can basically say, no, we're not going to hear the case. So, uh, the last, um, appeal is the one that is binding if they decide not to hear the case
1: it's going to be fascinating stuff uh we'll be following it i know you will be too uh alan if people want to follow you uh, at saint peter's university where do they where do they go how do they find you
6: well, I think you just go to the website um, and uh, you'll uh, see places to call there and uh, the department uh, and uh, the department can then get in touch with me or the university, generally speaking, can get in touch with me. So just go to the St. Peter's University website, find a number, find an email, uh, tell them you want to contact me and they'll, they'll reach out to me.
1: Alan Sanders, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. We'll talk
6: again soon. All right. It's a great pleasure. Take care, Kevin.
1: There you go. Uh, Alan Sanders, good guy, smart dude when it comes to the law. And that's why we, uh, he, he, he was the first guy that we reached out to. We said, we got to find out about this. Once we found out that there was going to be an appeal from the uh, Trump organization, uh, we said, we, we got to get Alan Sanders on the case. Uh, stay with us. More to do as we continue. My name is Kevin Wall. The program live and local right here on AM 670 KMZQ.
2: Tuesday edition Clay Travis Buck Sexton show will dive into the Michigan primary Nikki Haley continues to get whipped everywhere she goes
1: what do we expect in Michigan with nine to noon on AM 670
4: KMZQ why does so many Las Vegas voters support Ron Quince for Congress because they trust Ron Quince. Trust is everything. As a businessman, I've earned the trust of my employees, my clients, my investor, and my partners. Trust is essential in business. This is just what we need. Principled conservatives we can trust in Congress. I am running to represent the people of Congressional District Court. The hardworking families and businesses, big and small, to make sure your voice are heard and your government is a partner working with you. Ron Quince is not afraid to speak the honest truth, even if it's unpopular. Making good decisions has allowed me to grow a successful business. Trust has been the cornerstone of that success. Good decisions resulted in benefits for those who count. This is why so many Vegas voters trust Ron Quince to make the right decision for our country. Your vote in the primary election June 11 is a vote for trusted judgment and conviction to your voice, your needs. Ron Q for Congress. Trust, integrity, and experience. Paid for by Ron Quince for Congress.
1: When was your last trip to the dentist? Has it been a few years, five years, more? Hey, Kevin Wall here. For years, I went without dental care, and then I found Dr. Joe Willardson at True Dentistry. Dr. Joe and his caring staff converted me from a scared, high-anxiety patient to one that breezes through exams. Whether it's been years since your last dental visit, or if you just haven't found a good dentist in Vegas yet, I hope you'll do what I did. Call True Dentistry, 702-434-4800. The number again, 702-434-4800. Right now, True Dentistry is offering a free smile simulation to all new patients. A $150 value, absolutely free. True Dentistry has two convenient valley locations, in the Southwest and in Summerlin. Call 702-434-4800. That's 702-434-4800. Or check them out at truedentistry.com. And tell them Kevin Wall sent you.
5: Hi, this is Josh Levitt. And I'm running for Nevada State Senate District 18 because I believe in a brighter future for each and every one of us. Together, we will move forward innovative solutions to diversify the economy, improve our schools, cut wasteful spending, and improve our healthcare infrastructure. I'm not just a candidate, I'm a lifelong Nevadan with a track record of getting things done. From being a champion for small businesses to advocating for better access to healthcare, I'm exactly the representative you need in Carson City. I bring years of experience in business as a chief information officer, an entrepreneur, and community builder with a history of working with legislators on education and workforce development policies. Join me in this journey to build a better Nevada. Your vote on June 11th will ensure there is choice in education, our families have access to quality health care, and our community thrives. Together, let's shape a future we can all be proud of. Visit JoshForNevada.com to learn more about my vision and how you can get involved. I'm Josh Levitt, and I approve this message. Paid for by Josh Levitt for Nevada.
4: ProPrice Cooling and Heating has you covered for all your cooling and heating needs. Call 702-742-3310 or go online at ProPriceAC.com to book your appointment. Get a 21-point inspection and a spring tune-up and cleaning for only $49. That's $130 value for only $49. Make the call, 702-742-3310. We offer Rheem products that are tested, trusted, and tough with a 10-year warranty on parts and labor. For the right price, call ProPrice, 702 742 you 3310. Just let them know we sent you. For the right price, call ProPrice.
2: The LGBTQ Center of Las Vegas provides a range of health and wellness services in a safe and non judgmental environment. You can get fast and comprehensive HIV testing, as well as screening for STIs, for little to no cost. Appointments are recommended, but walk ins are welcome. Located in the heart of Las Vegas near downtown, the center also provides an on site pharmacy. Get more information at centerlv.org. This message is sponsored by a grant through the Sands Corporation, aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station.
1: This is Live and Local with Kevin Wall on AM670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. This hour of Live and Local brought to you by Sinatra and Streisand together at the Aliante. That's right two musical icons, Frank Sinatra and uh, Barbara Streisand come to the Aliante Hotel and Casino for two nights, March 22nd and 23rd. It's my buddy Robbie Howard and his friend Sharon Owens, uh, two of the top tribute artists in the world, coming together with award-winning music and hilarious banter. They are so funny together. Uh, advanced tickets on sale right now through Ticketmaster. That's March 22nd, 23rd at the Aliante kevin mccarthy is the former speaker of the house and one of the things uh that uh that, that we'll be talking about today is a third party run by nikki haley everybody in the brother now is convinced that uh, nikki haley is going to uh essentially run as a third party candidate i i don't think so i happen to believe uh she is a republican and will remain a republican and she will not bolt But she'll be there in the event that something goes uh, sideways for Donald J. Trump in the in the court system. Uh, That is always possible. Um, This was uh, Kevin McCarthy. In fact, let's go to cut uh, five. Uh, Kevin McCarthy with Bill Hemmer yesterday on Fox uh, saying, don't look for uh, a third party run from Nikki Haley. Here it is.
5: I don't think Nikki Haley runs as a third party candidate. She is a Republican. The one thing you do know after this Saturday election that. The race is over. This is going to be between President Trump and President Biden. And I think the sooner we focus on that, unify this party, I think you see all those movements happening right now. with President Trump lays out a rebuild, restore, and renew, I think he's going to have a very strong election uh, <laughs> coming in November. I think this is going to be a report card on what President Biden promised coming into office and actually what he did. The Democrats don't quite realize the damage they have done to this border. And it, if it goes across the nation and people frustrated, the economy, uh, where our standing?